you about QAnon. It is this theory that uh, Democrats are a satanic pedophile ring and that you are the savior of that. Now, can you just once and for all state that that is completely not true so and disavow QAnon in its entirety? I know nothing about QAnon. I just told I you. I know very little. You told me, but what you tell me doesn't necessarily make it fact. I hate to say that. I know nothing about it. I do know they are very much against uh, pedophilia. They fight it very hard. But I know nothing they about it. They believe it is a satanic cult run by the DOD. subject, I'll tell you what I do hear about it is they are very strongly against pedophilia. And I agree with that. I mean, I do agree okay. with that. And I agree but with it's that. It's not a satanic uh, pedophile cult. No I know you don't know that? Okay. No, I don't know you that. Just this week, do you know that? Okay. Just Welcome back. It is Wednesday, July 12th. Welcome back to Thinking Logically. Mark, today, finally, after a full year, we are finally going to get into QAnon. QAnon, Joe. Is this QAnon? Is QAnon real? I'm I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I've been waiting for QAnon to come back for a long time. And QAnon is so back. QAnon or QAnon? How do people say it? How, what's the what's the correct pronunciation? You've been accused uh, of being a a, a QAnon. Oh yes, way. yes, me, <laughs> probably probably you at this point. Um, teachers at school board meetings, apparently. Yeah. Anyone that doesn't like Disney. <laughs> we have an action-packed episode. We're gonna have to just to, just for the sake of keeping this under an hour and a half, we're gonna have to fly through some of these topics, but. We have a lot to go over. By the way, I'm watching Wimbledon right now, and Russian Daniil Medvedev just beat American Chris Eubanks in five sets at the All England Club. And I remember talking about this last year with you, Joe, but they still aren't showing the Russian flag in listing the country of Russian players at Wimbledon. What is that doing? Uh, I guess you just forget it. I don't know. You forget what country the person's from. Yeah. The last name usually gives it away pretty well, though. <laughs> Who is that benefiting? It's like when so you become stupid. a non-person. You become a non-person. Yeah. Like, it's just... If anything, you could argue it does the opposite because people say, hey, where's that guy from? He has no flag. Is he part of his own, like, Pretoria from the episode of Family Guy? <laughs> but how about that clip you played with Trump? Savannah Guthrie just sounded nasty. I can't remember I mean, when that was from either. I think it was from that was from that was from the twenty twenty. That was from the uh, the debates. Remember that was his town hall like debate or something like that. In the so it was, it was October. It was October. I can't remember. Yeah, it was September I mean, October of twenty twenty. Can, can you imagine her talking to President Biden like that or, or Gavin Newsom? No, I mean, she was going at Trump's neck. I love but, how they they control and they define. <clears throat> what it is like he was the yeah. QAnon is no you don't know what that he was you don't know that for sure she said i just told you what it is he goes well you saying that doesn't make it true i mean very he, good point by the way great great point that that was probably possibly the best answer he could have give, given yeah but all right well, where well, are we leading well, on we, have to, we have to we're getting lost here the whole reason we brought up QAnon was because of the sound of freedom that's what spin- that's what caused this 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 revival of QAnon to come out in 2023. Yes. Um, 
Let's look at some rankings here. The Sound of Freedom, this movie from Angel Studios starring Jim's, uh, Jim Caviezel, who you may know from The Passion of the Christ way back when. The Sound of Freedom is currently number three right now at the box office as of today. Uh, now, when you have kids, it's kind of hard to to go see go to the movies and see see films. So uh, I have not seen this, although I want to see it. But really doing well at at, at the box office um, for a film that has really gotten no marketing at all, uh, no publicity. Has not been reviewed by the New York Times or Washington Post, which very, very strange. Why wouldn't you review it? it? Yeah, it's currently ranked ahead of Elemental from Walt Disney, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That was just this week, not not overall. Um, The Little Mermaid and some other Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and some other films from, from big studios. But, Joe, why isn't this film getting getting the love that it should be getting. I mean, it's about child trafficking. Uh, two words, character assassination by our media. You, you, there, there's some that aren't even reviewing the film. I thought that was strange, but let's look at Rolling Stone. The sound, this is the headline. Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brainworms. The QAnon tinge thriller about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy elder boomer. Hmm. Interesting. Another one from The Guardian. Sound of Freedom, the QAnon-adjacent thriller seducing America. Uh, Jim Caviezel stars as the hero trying to stop child traffickers in a paranoid new movie turning into a surprise box office hit. Do you see what they're trying to do here? But it's like the Streisand effect. It does the exact opposite where I think you're going to drive more people to see it. I didn't see the movie yet. I've talked to a few people that have seen it. I've actually through a third party, talked to someone who went in to see it and said it was so sad, they left about a half hour in and went and saw The Little Mermaid. So it was that horrific. So I can only only imagine, but uh, this... I, I mean, are, are, they, are they trying to say that when you read these headlines, are they trying to imply that child trafficking is a conspiracy theory? Um, you would assume that, and when you link it to QAnon, it... it I guess it brings it more weight that it's a conspiracy because QAnon has been the biggest conspiracy theory since the JFK assassination, probably. Right. Um, so let me read you this art, this, this, just this snippet from Rolling Stone here. Obviously a very uh, left, far left publication. Caviezel, best known for being tortured to death in Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, has become a prominent figure on the conspiracist right, giving speeches and interviews in which he hints at an underground holy war between patriots and a sinister legion of evildoers who are harvesting the blood of children. Is that a reference to adrenochrome, Joe? Yes, I believe it is. It's straight up QAnon stuff, QAnon stuff, right down to his use of catchphrases like the storm is upon us. Here he gets to act out some of that drama by playing a fictionalized version of Tim Ballard, head of the anti-sex trafficking nonprofit Operation Underground Railroad, OUR, in a feature film that casts the operator as a Batman-style savior for kids sold into the sex trade. Batman. All of a sudden, superheroes are bad. And saving children is bad. Yeah, just like uh, fitness. Uh, we'll get into that later. But, uh, Joe, I yield to you. I, I don't even know what to make of, of this. I, 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 
from what I understand, the movie actually predates QAnon. Wasn't it supposed to come out? I, I think Disney had the rights to it and sat on the rights for a while. And then it was purchased by someone else. And I believe it was slated to be um, released in like late 2018, 2019. I don't know what delayed it for four years after that. But the reaction to this movie, who is about nothing, from what I understand, it's about nothing but child trafficking. Is is it makes you scratch your head? Why? Why this reaction? Why are we crazy for watching this movie? Like, you watch movies about superheroes that fly. That's like the most popular movies or, or fiction about superheroes flying around and they sell it over and over and over again a dozen or two dozen times with the Avengers or use of Spider Man, the Spidey Verse. How many movies have they made of Spider Man in the past five years? Right. Here we have an original movie about a, a, a legit real world problem involving children. The 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 supposed like the purest form, children. And and it's like you're weird for wanting to see it. They want to make you out to be a weirdo for wanting to see this movie. Remember the movie Cuties? Yep. Remember what kind of warm reaction the movie Cuties got? Creep. Creep. It, yeah. you, it really makes you think the double standard. Is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, the reaction to this movie is all you need. Is all you need to know. I mean, they are coming out and trying to discredit this film in every single avenue possible. It's all you need to know. There should be no more questions asked after that. I mean, well, well, the questions that need to ask, like Jim Caviezel, he came out and said, "Hey, it's our government that's actually using the border to traffic kids." Then, so I mean, remember the movie um, "Taken" with Liam Neeson? Yeah, like, it's right in the movie "Taken" where the French police, you found out, are actually in getting making money off this human trafficking ordeal. It's, it's right in plain sight in front of you, but you yep. think, "Oh, that, that'll never happen in America." No way. Yep. Well, Mark, I'll give you a story that says it can happen in America. Family says missing 14-year-old girl found at Marine Corps Base Camp, Pendleton, was sold for sex. If you haven't been following the story, there was a 14-year-old girl with special needs found being trafficked at a U.S. military base? Mark, is this QAnon? I didn't see this story until you put it in here, but that is weird. Why would a trafficked female be on a military base? With learning disability. With a learning disability. These are the people yeah. they take advantage of. Yeah, you know, I mean, we... we you talk about trafficking. I mean, just think about what goes on on the southern border with all these people coming across. The amount of child trafficking going on on our border in Arizona, in places like you know New Mexico, Texas, it has to be. I mean, something we can't even comprehend. But we're conspiracy theorists. We're queuing on. This isn't the border. This is a marine base. This should be the. Remember how much story the Titan sub got when it, they, they counted down the last ten minutes of supposed error when it imploded four days before that, three days before that. Yep. This should be the number one story. Hey, how did the girl get there? Who's responsible? I mean, do they just let family members sign in? Was this person signing as a family member? How lax is the security? Is it even the U.S. government working these? Is it? Is it? Is it like? A private contractor. If so, can we look into the private contractor? You see how journalism works? The coordination amongst different mediums and channels is, is truly amazing. How they all work in harmony with each other. And they all stay on message. 
that's the thing that amazes me the most. It's very amazing. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of amazing things. That is a very good point. That's very amazing. Um, yeah. What else can we point out? Another thing, how these people always get positions of power. To, we'll, we'll move on here to Larry Nasser because this is another this is another crazy crazy case. This is this has been listen if you're listening, this has been a great week for people that can't stand creeps like Larry Nasser and pedophilia and stuff like that. Ex Team USA gymnast coach Larry Nassar stabbed multiple times in prison and is in critical condition. I from what I understand, he got stabbed. I guess the door was unlocked because he was in protective custody, and somehow. You, you have to know the prisons run in, in the big prisons. The prisoners run the prisons. Believe me, the guards are just there. Um, someone who wasn't in PC somehow got through two locked doors into his cell. I think was able to stab him in the chest a few times. And as he was running away, got him in the back and neck twice. And that's why he's in critical condition. But uh, Mark, this guy um, was the doctor for Team USA, was doing this stuff to girls for a decade or more. And no one noticed. And the FBI kind of was tipped off, and they didn't do anything. Mark, is this QAnon? How did Larry Nassar get away with it for so long with... I don't know. It's almost like he was placed there. This was was a horrific, horrific uh, thing to to watch unfold a couple years ago when these 300 girls and women, 300, Allie Raisman, Simone Biles, um, he sexually abused over 300. How do you get away with something like this for so long? So he's serving between 40 and 175 years in prison. This was back in 2018. Michaela Maroney's in this picture. Um, but it's amazing that, and I don't know how jail works, obviously, but how did, you know, it's like these inmates, like you said, the inmates probably run most of these prisons inside. But it's like, how do they know who, who he is? Like what crimes he committed? You know, I guess that's how jail works, right? It's not yeah, like he's going to um, openly tell people that he molested 300 girls over a period of years, right? Now, what happens is the guards probably make between like 16 and 20 some dollars an hour, and they probably get paid for information like that. Hey, can you look up this person while he's in? And like I said, someone like Larry Nassar, you're going to know right away. Remember Jared from Subway got, got tapped in the face a few times? Yeah. Another guy who was a spokesperson for Subway was a pedophile. Like, like weird. Almost as weird as having the, the guy that, that was like the number two at Penn State being a pedophile and running an entire second mile organization and not getting caught for decades. Is this all point. QAnon? Is this all QAnon stuff? I mean. The amount, the, the amount of this goes on, I mean, the average person really doesn't, isn't aware to the degree of which this exists and which this goes on. It's everywhere. It's in all levels of government all across the world. Um. You know, some place that's worse than others. I mean, you often hear times of people in here in Western PA. They think that, you know, they see people in stores, they're getting followed. You know, there's people are I don't people aren't crazy. You know what I'm saying? When when you're when you're picking up on some of these things. And you really have to be vigilant because this stuff goes on everywhere. You know, I remember hearing something at work a few years ago for an in service day talking about how child trafficking is prominent here in Western PA, Western PA. We're not close to any border. We're not, we're, we're, this is Western Pennsylvania. Where are people being trafficked to here? So scary to think about, especially if you have kids. 
Remember the missing people on the kids on the back of the milk cartons? Yep. How did that happen where none of them were ever found and they all just turn up missing? Strangest thing ever. Yep. Um, so what we let's revisit this child rapist story from I remember talking it's crazy this was a year ago. I remember talking about this last year with you. Uh, what do you have on this? So I guess we finally got a little bit. I think it was episode one we mentioned it, and we got verification in episode two that it actually was a man. Anyway, the girl, she, she had to drive to a different state, supposedly, to get an abortion. And that was what the story was the center of, abortion rights. And then found out, well, the girl, no one cares about the girl was being raped by an illegal immigrant. And turns out the man pleads guilty to raping Ohio child who sought abortion in neighboring Indiana. And let me see if I can even get the article of my computer. The girl school. was nine and got pregnant. Nine years old. Oh my gosh. He was the live-in boyfriend, just like we report on this podcast, the live-in boyfriend of the mother. And we, we play this on the podcast. The, the, a news reporter went to the mother's door and she was saying it wasn't him. He didn't do it. Yada, yada, yada. Well, it turns out he pled guilty. Um, it was the decision to seek, to seek an abortion in Indiana that set off an uproar in the state, leading Indiana's Republican attorney general to accuse a doctor who performed the abortion of misconduct. Um, I guess, oh, this is nine years old and raped twice. Wow. So he pleaded guilty. Um, 25 years? Been set. 25 years, is that what it says? I think it's 25 years to something. I think I read it. it 25 might have been like the minimum when he was eligible for parole, I think. He's not a citizen. Crazy, of, man. Oh, oh, this is the best part. He could also face the portion, the deportation. Deportation, after. yeah. Wow. Okay. Right, right to the wood chipper under my administration. Oh, man. Uh, so... This next one here, areas of concern. What does this mean? That they that the DOJ has removed child sex trafficking from its list of areas of concern. Where did they remove this from? Was this a website? I don't know. I think uh, it means that they just don't care about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> who, who who cares? Even if it was a, a, on a website, the FBI is not looking for anything. I mean, they they can't even find the January sixth bomber, pipe bomber yet. I know that I am telling you, I know they are in child pornography and they, and they're cracking down on people that possess child pornography, but the sex trafficking thing is, a, I think is a whole different ball game. I would like to know, okay, so you really dig into conspiracies about like the adrenochrome and it gets some high and then you like the really dark ones, which I don't even know if you've heard where like you drink the blood and you could time travel or see the future and stuff like that. What is the re- what would be the reason behind trafficking children from Haiti? Like, okay, the Clinton Foundation. There was a lawyer. Look this up. A lawyer from the Clinton Foundation got caught trying to traffic adult, kids without parents. Kids without parents trying to traffic them out of the country. Look that up. <laughs> but I, I just don't understand, like, the border. What's the purpose for all these kids? What are they doing with them? I mean, it's like – it's like you, you – I can't think of a good reason. That, that's what makes you feel like it can't, it can't be real. There's no way. They, they're not killing these kids. They're not raping these kids. Like, there's got to be something, if this is all true, that they're used for. It can't be just a rape. It's as sick and terrible as that sounds. Right? What, what, could, be the, what could be the purpose? 
I, honestly, I don't know. I, I've thought about this as well. I thought about that same question. I, I don't know. How can it be something this big? You know, what are they doing with these kids? Where are they going? But I mean, this is this is happening. I mean, we was that you that sent me something, or I read that somewhere that people that were going in on, into Haiti for these humanitarian missions were actually, you know, exploiting young Haitians, children. And then, if you really want to get on the Q and on rabbit hole, they always have to happen after earthquakes. And I think we covered earthquakes in this podcast. How. Some of them are very questionable in how they come about and yeah. whether they're man-made or, or man-induced or not. But yeah, it's the what's the reasoning behind getting the children? I, that that that's that's the question that needs answered. What's the reason? You you hear Jim Caviezel go on Bannon's War Room and talk about adrenochrome, and it's like wow, wow. I mean, Bannon, War Room is like the I guess it's the Tucker Carlson of conservative media now because there's there's no one really else to turn. Yeah. I, I, the whole adrenochrome thing, I don't know if I buy that, though. I mean, I know that it's, it's there, and that's been confirmed. That's how you can produce it. But can't they just, like, synthetically make it or find it somewhere else? Yeah, I mean, you have to go to these lengths. I don't yeah. know. I always thought that it could just be blackmail. So you get someone on film killing or hurting or raping a child, and they're yours forever. Make sense? I always thought always. Yeah. That this Epstein Island stuff, and maybe I mentioned this before in this podcast, I know I mentioned it in private, where it was to get people to go along with this global agenda and you get them on this island. I think I did because I used the reference of Godfather 2 in the center. And then you get them on video messing around with a kid, and maybe that kid's only 16 years old. Yeah. And maybe that, that, that kid, and, and then we're going to get into deep fakes later on, and then who knows what's going to be real. It's, it's about to get messy, but yeah. All right, let's move on to. Our boy Angry Joe here. Um, guy likes to have a little temper tantrums behind closed doors. This is from Axios of all publications. Throwing, backing the bus over Biden and then putting it in drive again. I mean, they are just throwing him, throwing him out the bus or over the bus here. What do you have, Joe? So the title is what got me. Old Yeller, Biden's private fury. And I'll just read a few quotes. Some administration officials, many of whom went to elite schools, struggle with Biden's demand to ditch wokey acronym-filled language and brief him as if they were talking to a close family member who isn't in the D.C. bubble. Also, in public, Biden likes to whisper to make a point. In private, he's prone to yelling. The president's automations include, God damn it, how the fuck don't you know this? Or don't effing bullshit me and get the F out of here. Mark... I don't know how familiar you are with you are with dementia, but in elderly people with dementia, as their brain starts to deteriorate, deteriorate, they sometimes get angry and lash out. Maybe this explains the high turnover rate in this administration. A- anyway, we need number one a drug test from this guy. I mean, we we got to know what this guy's on. I'm not even talking about the cocaine. We need to know if he's on Adderall, what, Ritalin, what, and also. Can we even trust the test anyway? I mean, this is this dude a few months ago was supposed to be vigorous, according to a medical doctor. And the doctor gave no mention of his CPAP machine. Mark, what, what's, what's happening here? They're turning against Biden? Is this the official turning or what? <laughs> I'm reading some of these things, these quotes from the, um, the Axios article. Now, when he sent this, I said, in all fairness, 
in all fairness, Trump was the same way behind closed doors. He had a legendary temper, would freak out on people, would, you know, this and that, blah, 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 right? This, though, is a little bit different. Um, how? The president's admonitions include, God damn it, how the F don't you know this? Don't effing bullshit me. Get the F out of here. According to current and former Biden aides who have witnessed and been on the receiving end of such outbursts. I kind of like this. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, you got to have a little fire in you, if you ask me. You can't just be, I don't know, vanilla all the time. I mean, this guy's 80. I mean, we see older, older people like this get a little bit cranky at times, right? Um, maybe when, who knows, whatever, you know, part of the day. Senior and low-level aides alike can be in Biden's line of fire. No one is safe, said one administration official. Um, what else here? There's no question the Biden temper is for real. This is an interesting uh, line. It may not be as volcanic as Bill Clinton's, but it's definitely there, said Chris Whipple, author of The Fight of His Life inside Joe Biden's White House. Joe or Bill Clinton had a volcanic temper. Hmm. Uh, Whipple's book quotes former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki as saying, I said to Biden multiple times, I'll know we have a really good trusting relationship when you yell at me for the first time. Whipple notes, Saki wouldn't have to wait too long. So um, it says Biden's temper comes in the form of angry interrogations rather than erratic tantrums. He'll grill aides on topics until it's clear they don't know the answer to a question, a routine that some see as a meticulous and others call stump the chump or stump the dummy. Being yelled out by the president has become an internal initiation ceremony in this White House, aides say. If Biden doesn't yell at you, it could be a sign he doesn't respect you. Wow. <laughs> That's got to be the. <laughs> Did Joseph Goebbels write this article? <laughs> what in the What in the name? Okay, Mark. About your point, I agree with you a hundred percent on the point you're making. But the only thing I disagree is it's Joe Biden and it's dementia. It's not him actually. He's probably getting like that because he's confused and he's embarrassed and he's lashing out. It has nothing to do with him being on the ball. But you can't tell that to the view. Let's uh, mm -hmm. let's play the clip from the view. Hold on, hold on. Let's. Uh, you, you guys are gonna love this from the view. Joy Bayard. They're turned on by Biden's anger. I am too. I like it. You like it? I do. Well, you have said that before. I like that. I mean, he's such a mild mannered sweet. They're turned on by 80 some year old Joe Biden's anger. Okay, can I take that back? Um, my, my, uh, can I take my, uh, me saying I like that back of Joy Behar likes the same thing I like. I want to rescind my, uh, my quote there. But <laughs> you might want to go uh, take a shower after that. I just feel icky for you. If she likes it, then I can't possibly like it. No. Um, but here's this is where we draw the line right here. This is this is why this is where this kind of gets a little bit nasty. Uh, it says Jeff Connaughton, a former Biden campaign and Senate aide who was chief to staff, chief of staff to Kaufman when he filled Biden's seat in the Senate, wrote about Biden's temper in his 2012 book on Washington corruption, the payoff why Wall Street wins. Connaughton wrote that as a senator, Biden was an egomaniacal, ego, yeah, maniacal autocrat determined to manage his staff through fear. He told of a time during the 2008 presidential campaign when a 23-year-old fundraising staffer got into the car with Biden. 
Okay, Senator, time to do some fundraising calls, the aide said. Biden responded by looking at him and snapping, get the F out of my car. <laughs> That's not leadership. Yeah. I found this on the web. Um, so, anyways, there, there, there's a fine line there, okay, um, between being a little fiery and, and embarrassing and talking to your staff in a demeaning way. So You can be fiery. But you got to be peaceful. Yeah. All right. We're well, going we to stick with Biden. This, yeah, we got to. This, this was an uh, interesting vi- uh, piece of video um, that we saw out of England. Joe, do you want to take this one? Yes. But before I do, because this is Biden King Charles, Mark, just to bring it up again, because we're, we got to think of a title for this episode. The King's brother has ties to Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, who were accused of, well, one was actually convicted of trafficking children. Is this QAnon? Is that QAnon? I, I don't know. Anyway, moving on, King Charles. So Biden went over to, I believe, London first with his first plane stop, and then Lithuania, I think. And then getting off the plane, he didn't know where he was, and then getting out of the limo. I could play the, I could play the video, but you're not going to see it. Um, King Charles greets Joe Biden at Windsor Castle. And this is from Caitlin on Twitter. Um, the American president just used the British king as a stabilizer and guide, and he did. He had to hold the king of England's arm as he approached the steps and be told where to where to stand. Um, and the video is from Bloomberg TV. And if you're an American, it's very embarrassing, very embarrassing to watch. Um, what's this yeah. next one here? What's this next one? Um, watch Joe. This is from Benny Johnson on Twitter. Watch Joe Biden is so utterly confused. Mid-senior moment at Windsor Castle, King Charles has to physically manhandle him to dog-walk him on stage. Oh, my God. He's... Mark, he sees their red uniforms and is just... Oh, my God. He, he's lost. He is totally and utterly freaking lost. Um, and that was just, that was just in England. It got better because he had to go to the NATO summit in, where is it? Budapest? Yeah, Budapest. Um, he shows up there. He does a full few hours and then it's, it's reported that he actually is not attending the dinner with the NATO leaders after, um, when asked why he's skipping it, a U.S. official said the president has had four full days of official business and preparing for a big speech tomorrow. In addition to another day at the summit. Mark, he was just on a beach shirtless, which didn't he also have skin cancer in March? Anyway, he was just on a, on a beach shirtless in Rehoboth Beach a couple days ago soaking up the sun. And four days later, he's too tired to attend. Let me check my notes here. Dinner? Whatever happened to being vigorous? I didn't hear the fact that he's not attending the NATO dinner. Is that tonight? He's, no, this was it already happened. So it was like they're they're way out of hours ahead. So that was yesterday. He didn't attend the dinner. And then from Mark Thiessen on Twitter about the dinner. This is not a ceremonial event. This dinner at the 2008 NATO summit in Budapest. Oh, that okay. This is the one that was in Budapest. Then the dinner went for this one was in Lithuania, I believe. The dinner went two yeah. hours over schedule because President Bush forced an extended discussion on bringing Ukraine into NATO. Biden isn't even attending. If you want proof he's too old for the job. This is it. And this is coming from Mark Thiessen, who I believe is a Washington Post communist. 
He's also on Fox News, I guess. But <sighs> the leader of the free world needs a cheat sheet to say hello and string a few sentences together. Someone is, please make it stop. This isn't vigorous. This is not vigorous stuff here. Yeah, I, we'll get into NATO in a little bit, but the video of him on the beach was was actually kind of sad. I I didn't. I mean, the one coming was a Benny Johnson or somebody like that on on Twitter said there isn't one person coming up to him and saying hello or anything like that. Well, I, I don't agree with that. That was kind of an unfair comment because I'm sure the Secret Service had them completely surrounded, so it's not like. People are just going to walk up to him on the beach. Imagine um, Trump on the beach. Just real quick, just in your head. Imagine Trump on a beach. What the scene would be like? Yeah, there would probably be maybe more people on the on the outskirts, you know, trying to get his yeah. attention. Was that Rehoboth Beach? Did we did we yes. find out? Um, uh, if it wasn't, I would I would bet my entire house and family that it was. If it I, has if, to be, I don't have to be he looked relaxed. He could barely walk, but he looked relaxed. I, I hope he's relaxed. I mean, it didn't. It, you gotta wonder after seeing them that CPAP machine marks on his face. You gotta wonder if they're plugging this dude in at night or something to something. I'm surprised they didn't give him uh, the Adderall for the NATO summit to make sure he was at the dinner. Maybe it's not enough, or maybe he was. They, they gave him all of it, and it was too much, and then he was coming down. At some point, you got to come down, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not defending him, but when you are crossing these time zones, going back and forth, this could be extremely taxing on the body, especially if you're an 80 year old man. It's a lot to deal with. I'm not defending him, but all I'm saying is, it can be a lot to adjust to going from five hours ahead to back to forth and all that stuff. Wherever they're at now, Lithuania, probably at least seven hours ahead, eight hours ahead of us. I mean, you just don't know. Again, I'm not defending them, but you just don't know. But that's why you shouldn't have an 80-year-old as president. I agree. But again, I don't want to put an age cap limit on it just because there's so many year olds that, that could, believe it or not, do this. He's just not one of them. Yeah. He's just not one of them. Um, yeah. Let's play a clip from the summit. Yeah, the NATO summit. This is from C SPAN. Actually, this is from I Mean, Therefore I Am on Twitter. A good account to follow. He does make memes, and I enjoy some of them. This is, from, this is beyond embarrassing. The leader of the free world needs a cheat sheet to say hello and string a few sentences together. Someone please make it stop. And it's Biden sitting with a bunch of NATO leaders around him in a chair. And he's just, ugh. Mr. President, it's good to see you again. He's looking at his cards the whole time. You, and, uh, you know, we're in this historic summit meeting. Uh, resolving a lot of things, I hope. And uh, we made, uh, we made uh, all the more historic by the agreement you reached yesterday and the addition of Sweden. How you're proceeding. I want to thank you for your diplomacy and your courage to take that on. And uh, I want to thank you for your leadership, uh, Mr. President. This summit is uh, reaffirming our commitment to NATO. Thanks for close allies in NATO. And I uh, hope you can make it a response. So, welcome. 
And then he just sits there with this blank, stupid look on his face. Mark, I don't know if you watched the video. He was side-eyeing that note card from the corner of his eye. Like, he was on an elliptical <laughs> watching, watching a girl with the biggest ass ever next to him. <laughs> oh, man. Not a good look. Not a good look. It's not like we have a war coming up or anything. Or there's, there's nothing going on. How much further are the Democrats going to take this? How much further? Is a dementia patient as their leader going to be the best bet going into 2024? It's a great question. Um, how much longer are they going to go with this? I told you, he's not going to be the nominee. If, if you think he's going to be the nominee at this point, please let him be. He, he doesn't have the energy, number one. And I'm telling you, it's going to be Gavin Newsom. It's going to be Gavin Newsom. They're, they're setting him up. We'll get to that later. But what? I mean, how is he going to campaign? Nasty. Is he going to campaign? Uh, if, if they release one more virus, he might, not, he might be able to get out of campaigning. If they, if they have another virus come in this election year, as opposed to, you know, they did it in, what, late 2019, early 2020. It's coming up. We're getting closer. I just don't see how he's out there holding rallies or Who would doing go? what you do on a campaign trail. He can't do anything. Even if he's able to have the energy to hold a rally, what, what are, who's going to show up? And you can't even pay people because it, it's too much money with inflation. Who's going to want to do it? I know. So if he doesn't campaign, if he doesn't hold rallies, if he doesn't draw crowds, how does he win? You cheat and you just you lie about it on the news 24-7. But again, that, that gets to be a problem because Fox News calling Arizona at 8 p.m. hurt their credibility. CNN has their credibility shot the last few years. And MSNBC has been going downhill for a while. There's no one's going to believe these people anymore. Maybe they will. You're going to have the 25% that, you know, still, what do you mean? Dr. Fauci's bad. Joe Biden didn't get any 1 million votes. It's just, you're never going to get to him. I don't think, but I don't know how this is going to play out anymore. I think there's too many people that are like finally starting to wake up to see this bullshit. And I hope. And wait till, wait till people's kids lives are at risk for a war or you go, you can't get certain medals anymore because we're at war with China or Russia. Like, people forget what happens in wars because we've never been in a real war before, at least not in our lifetime. Thank God. Thank God. But, we'll see if that changes here soon. All right. Speaking of wars, Ukraine. Um, this is from the Pentagon. It's just a, um, it's just a minor misspeak, apparently. But here's the Pentagon saying that the war has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. Two things. So I will say, uh, with respect to your first question, we believe the war has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. Uh, the secretary spoke to this in a speech he gave in Helsinki uh, last month, I believe it was. Uh, what's that? So I'm sorry, a excuse me, a strategic failure for, for Ukraine. Uh, thank you for the correction. Um, uh, which is, oh, I, I need more than one correction today. A strategic, this is the first time at the podium for, for a week. I'm a little, I'm apparently a little rusty. He's, a, a he's apparently, say, oh, sorry, um, hold on respect to your first question, we believe the war is apparently, well, we're shut Ukraine. off, Mark. Okay. He's apparently <laughs> a little bit rusty. Did you see all the journalists come in and, and 
save him and bail him out there at the end. Oh, they came. They came to his. They came to his defense. Uh, yeah, they helped him out. Uh, this NATO membership thing. Um, we're gonna get into that next, right? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. I I put it on there. I saw they were denied, and then I saw what Joe Biden said a couple hours ago. <laughs> he says Biden. Now, from the link you posted here, Biden, Ukraine and NATO is going to happen. Yet. He just said, was it yesterday or the day before, that they're not going to be admitted to NATO while they're still fighting a war with Russia. So which one is it? He, Biden has no freaking clue. I don't... Do, do you see he, the He doesn't. The, these two countries are in the middle of a war here, and they're asking to join NATO. Hey, can we get a short thing, not the exact opposite we were just told a few hours ago, Mr. President of the United States, of the free world. This, a walking dementia patient, is the leader of the free world. And the Democrats are just going with it. And Republicans, too. I mean, what's going on with this impeachment vote? Or, or, Trump called Zelensky. There were impeachment papers and votes going on a week later. They had pens made, Mark. I know. So I was trying to think of why they would be not, not wanting to have Ukraine in NATO right now. Right? Why, why are they giving Zelensky the cold shoulder? You know, there was this talk leading up to this NATO uh, summit that they weren't even going to extend an invite to Ukraine. It was more or less like Sweden, you know, getting the invite next and basically giving Zelensky the cold shoulder in Ukraine, which Ukraine doesn't belong in NATO. You can't admit them admitting Ukraine in NATO now would be full blown World War Three. Right. So why? What are they doing? What's the game plan here? What's the end game? Now, tell me if you agree with me or not, but they are hanging Ukraine and Zelensky out the dry right now. So the only thing I could think of is that they're just having Ukraine fight Russia, trying to weaken Russia. We provide all the arms, the guns, the ammunition, the tanks, all the anti-missile defense and we let them go fight Russia so we don't have to. So they can try and weaken Russia. That's one. Two, by not admitting Ukraine into NATO, does that mean there is going to be some sort of peace deal, some negotiations going on with Russia to end this war? Um, the Ukrainians are getting slaughtered. I mean, this is not, I mean, it's, it's bad. And... How is this gonna? How is this gonna work? If, he, if they don't get, if Ukraine does not get admitted to NATO, which they're not going to, it looks like. What does that? What does that mean for Zelensky? You know, he's pretty much on an island all by himself. Joe, what do you think? Um, to answer your last question first, what does it mean for Zelensky? I, I hope it doesn't mean. He, he look, he's really gonna be in a corner. He's in a corner right now. We gave him all of them weapons that we were told that they gave him cluster munitions. Now, what did the United States and other NATO countries give Zelensky that we don't know? Uh, if yeah. he's desperate, what if he blows up something on the Russian border? I, I, I think at that point, you're not going to be able to convince Russia. It wasn't NATO. It wasn't a NATO munition. It wasn't NATO's fault. And then you're going to still have the same exact result with world war three without Ukraine joining NATO. Do you see what I'm trying to say here? Yep. So that's, that keeps me very fearful. Um, 
I I heard a rumor too, and this is coming from Joe Biden. Actually, I think I heard it from. So you don't know if it's true or not. That the only reason they're sending cluster bombs over to Ukraine now is because we're out of traditional munitions, which <laughs> is scary. That means that we were using Ukraine in the same way that Russia was using the, the Wagner Group, but these Ukrainian people are just civilians. They're they're not they're not mercenaries. They they didn't really. I don't know. I would say they didn't sign up for it because you, you, you see these people get in Ukraine and you don't know what's real on the internet, but getting like just picked up and sent to the front lines with, with very little training. Again, we don't know what's true because we're not over there. Anyone can make a video on the internet of, of someone getting blown up or, or someone getting thrown into a van and not have any contacts behind it. But uh, this situation in Ukraine, we haven't even talked about China in a while, which is really scary because Usually when something's going on in, in, in the long grass and the shadows and stuff, that's what you really got to watch out for. But this Ukraine-NATO thing, Ukraine cannot join NATO. And I don't think they are. But that still doesn't rule out the possibility of NATO forcing Ukraine to do a false flag to get them into NATO. That, that would be the only other possibility, Ukraine getting into NATO. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of China, did you see Kyrie Irving sign a sponsorship deal with Anta Sports? It's like really? the Nike of China. Kyrie Irving, the flat earther, Kyrie Irving. What else is he, the anti-vax? We had a listener calling in there, calling back later. Um, But, um, but yeah, what were we talking about just now? Um, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, yeah. In Anthem Sports. Um, No, this whole NATO thing with with Ukraine, Joe, I, I mean, I just don't think that these other NATO countries want to deal with having Ukraine as a member. I mean, how do you have an appetite to keep sending money and weapons and arms over there to Ukraine? Well, it's They're an doing instant war. Article Actually, 5. If, right. if they get in NATO, that is an instant, boom, instant. We are at war with Russia instantaneously. Yeah. I, I thought there was some kind of rule where if a country's already at war, they can't join NATO. Yeah. But I think that I honestly believe what I read today in the media, and that was that they want Ukraine to weaken Russia so they don't have to fight Russia. And then whatever happens beyond that happens beyond that. I also read that we've been sending Ukraine all of our old military equipment that we don't want, that we don't use anymore. Did you read that? Yes. I could see that being true. I mean, what better way to get rid of your old military stuff that you don't want anymore that you're not going to use on the battlefield than to send it to Ukraine. Let them deal with it. Um, I, I agree with you for the most part, but you have to understand those are, those are in some of those cases, those are weapons that are almost worthless on the battlefield in, in today. And they're basically just putting Ukrainians as cannon fodder by giving them that. I mean, it's not an right. evenly is the best way I could explain it. So right, while it's right. nice, it's nice for us. It's not good if you're a Ukrainian. And I thought this was supposed to be. We we just a year ago. I thought a year ago during COVID, if if it cost if it costs one life, you know, just wear a mask, just get the vaccine. If it saves just one life, that's all out the window now. Yeah. Well, um, again, this is another one of those things, Joe. Where I think you know we can finally put this in the win column that Ukraine will not be admitted to NATO 
And I think this could be a turning point, ultimately, in ending this insane conflict that's going on over there. And we call Maybe it- Daniel Medvedev can get his uh, Russian flag back on his name next year at Wimbledon. <laughs> um, we, um, sorry, <laughs> we caught it, though. We said um, the Ukraine war, I think, episode 50. <laughs> Excuse me. Water went down the pipe. <laughs> All right, Joe well... Biden be, Joe Biden will be out of office and Ukraine, the Ukraine war will be over. Yeah. <laughs> I know you got to be loving this next topic. Um, oh, by the way, if that happens, we're definitely winning at that point. But I know you're loving this next topic here, this uh, whistleblower uh, against the Biden crime family who met with, I think, the FBI back in 2019 in London. Uh, they sent six... I think agents or four agents of the FBI and two other government officials to meet with them. So they must have taken him seriously to send that many people to go meet with him. This gal Luft, uh, he has been on the lam, I think in where Cyprus, somewhere like that. And uh, now he's been, uh, they're trying to extradite him back to the United States. Uh, his whereabouts are unknown and he has not been indicted by the department of justice. Joe, for being for failing to register as a foreign agent, which I believe this Hunter Biden did the same thing, if I'm not mistaken. You are uh, not mistaken. <laughs> so when I saw this, I just I thought to myself, these people will literally stop at nothing. They will stop at nothing. So both of these things were probably true. You know, I'm sure that you know they probably indicted him. Probably for good reason, maybe. You know, I don't know. He'll get his day in court, maybe. We'll see. But, Joe, what do you have on this? Gal Luft. Okay, so for our listeners, we covered this uh, at least a few weeks ago. Remember, the miss, the missing whistleblower blower is what we referred to him as because we didn't know who the hell he was. But um, this this is the missing whistleblower. He's an Israeli professor. And is that how you say his name? Gal Luft? Luft? Gal Luft. Yeah, he's an Israeli-American. Amazing. But uh, this is from Charlie Kirk on Twitter. Breaking update. The DOJ has announced indictments against Dr. Gao Luft just days after the New York Post bombshell report featuring a 14-minute video of Luft uh, leveling explosive allegations of the Biden selling out American interests to the Chinese. This is the Chinese, not the Ukrainians again. Dr. Luft agree- alleges the Biden- that the Bidens provided an FBI mole named One Eye, one of it was Dan Crenshaw, named One Eye, who tipped off CEFC that the FBI had launched an investigation into the Chinese energy company. He also claims Hunter and James Biden were being paid $165,000 a month combined to lobby for the CCB-controlled firm. Before surfacing with a 14-minute video obtained by the New York Post, Luft was described by House Oversight as a missing witness. And it only gets, I believe, better from here. Let me see this next one. That I have queued up here, queuing on up. Um, this is from Kaneko the Great. Again, great Twitter account to follow, Kaneko the Great. In a stunning twist, the Biden DOJ indicts Dr. Galif, a Biden corruption whistleblower, for not registering as an agent of the CEFC China Energy while Hunter James and Sarah Biden simultaneously collected millions from the CEFC China Energy without registering, also violating FARA. In a widely known text message from July 2017, Hunter explicit, explicitly demanded payment 
um, stating, I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. And we played that for you on this podcast a few weeks ago. Just 10 days after Hunter's threat, invoking his father's involvement, the CEFC wired $5.1 million to bank accounts linked to the Biden family. Moreover, Ying Jianming, of the chairman of the CEFC, gifted Hunter a 3.16-carat diamond valued at approximately $80,000. Um, well, I think he overpaid a little bit for the diamond. Yeah. I can say that. Believe me, I, I know a thing about diamonds. My wife wanted to wanted a large diamond for her engagement. In an email dated August 2017, Hunter mentioned that Yai J. Ming had agreed to pay him $10 million per year for a three-year guarantee, totaling $30 million, solely for providing introductions. Wow. Subsequently, in a t- November 2017 email, Hunter and CEFC collaborated on plans to sell U.S. natural gas to China, as outlined in a Mandarin translated PowerPoint presentation titled Overview of the U.S. Natural Gas Chain Industry, featuring detailed topography maps of U.S. natural gas reserves with annotations in Mandarin. Oh, that's nice. Hunter wrote, I hope that you have received the information I sent regarding the, L- the liquefied natural gas opportunities in the state of Louisiana. The proposal I have shared with you has added benefit of being good for both the United States and China simultaneously. And then it goes on to say, reports suggest that Joe Biden was set to receive 10%, of course, of the energy deal referred to as 10% held by H for the big guy. A claim later confirmed by Hunter's business partner, Tony Bobulinski, who we heard from in late October of 2020 and Tucker did numerous interviews with. Um, And finally, while the Biden Justice Department accused Dr. Um, Lyft of FARA violations on behalf of China Energy, it's conveniently, it conveniently overlooks far more erroneous violations committed by the Biden family in connection with China energy. I don't know why my voice is exhausted from reading that. <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically they're indicting him for the same thing that the Biden crime family did, but yet have not faced charges for. But he didn't do it on cocaine, apparently. No. Like Hunter. I mean, all these. So Jake Sullivan, is it Jake Sullivan? Yeah. Someone, yeah, he was asked. So he, the dude just read you everything, read to Jake Sullivan, everything, everything I just read, all the accusations, everything, the 5.1 million. I'm sorry, I can't answer that. I, I don't have any, I haven't seen that. You have, do you have eyes, sir? Would you like me to get you a pair of glasses? <laughs> this, is, this should be an immediate indictment, immediate indictment, immediate. If, if it were Trump, again, you, you. The, the, the ball closing in. Bombshell report. Yeah. And so this is the evil we're dealing with. This is what we're trying to open our listeners' eyes to. Every episode we do these, you know, do these things. 
we read these stories. I mean, this is what we're trying to expose. It's crazy. Cueing on Mark and cueing on Joe. And, and the sad thing is, these people will never feel the repercussions of their actions. They just continue to go unchecked and literally exist on like a different level when it comes to justice. No, when you're Hunter Biden, you're on hopped up on so many drugs, you're not feeling too much. So, correct. All right, let's move on. Uh, we got some more topics we want to cover here. Yeah, just just um, evidence of the president completely selling out the country. Let's move on to Gavin yeah. Newsom and his how his star is ascending. This is from Politico. <laughs> this is from Politico. Gavin Newsom's star is ascending, and he's bringing a whole constellation with him. We mapped out California's governors. We mapped out the California governor's inner circle. Keep in mind, listeners, this governor was recalled a year ago. I'm sorry. It's, I can't I can't do it without laughing. Welcome he could to the be Newsom, the worst the governor Newsom, in the country. Yeah. The Newsomverse. They actually have a name and everything. They you know they they brought a bunch of people from Politico together, sat them down in a room at a big table and said, All right. Joe's out. Gavin's going to be the candidate. Spitball. Yep. What do you got here? What do you got? And the, the, you know what they came up with? The Newsom verse. Listen, this is not funny. I know we're laughing about this. This is an, an insane headline, but do not discount this guy. He could easily be the next president of the United States. He's slick, he's a smooth talker. You know, he's got the image. He's been mayor of San Francisco, governor of California. He could easily fool the people of the United States into voting for him to be the next president over Donald Trump. He kind of scares me. He kind of scares me, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, Dan Bongino said the same, and I agree with him. Listen. Yes or no? I I agree, but if I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just going to say. If he goes from getting recalled a year ago to being president, this this would be like let me think. The Seattle Seahawks were seven and nine, made the playoffs, and I believe it'd be like them winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. It'd be like a team with a in baseball having a minus one hundred run differential and somehow making the playoffs and 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 winning the World Series. The Duke got recalled last year, and and, and I don't know how, but escaped recall. I don't know how. In That's Liverpool, the thing. California. How's people he going to do in the rest of the country? People don't care that he was recalled. That's the thing. Not when the media, the mainstream media, fawns over him, writes all these favorable articles about him, never talks about him being recalled. So that's out of people's memory. So I just don't think people care. I'm, I'm not doubting that, that, you're, that they don't care. I just don't think there's going to be enough of them to even cheat that bad. I, I, I would love to know how many votes, legitimate votes, not the 81 million Joe Biden got, because I like to think that it's possible at this point, after everything that's gone on, that Gavin Newsom might not do much better. Gavin Newsom, what's he, is, you're telling me, you know I'm pro-Trump, you know I want Trump over DeSantis, but you're telling me if Gavin Newsom goes up against Ron DeSantis, Gavin Newsom, I, I get everything you're saying, but just when you think logically about it, and like, you, you have to say they're cheating. That's the only way. Yes, 
a quarter of the nation will vote for it, maybe even a third, no matter what. But things are going to get so bad in the next year. I don't see, I don't see how it's possible that any any Democrat could win. I, I agree. I mean, but I mean, I, I, I don't even know what like how to even talk about this next election right now. I mean, we're still dealing with something that doesn't smell right from 2020. And yet, I, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. <sighs> just don't think. Like, that's what the left yeah. does. Maybe we need to adopt their strategy. Just don't think. Emotion. <laughs> All emotion. Let's go. I don't want to sit here and say that the 2020 election was completely rigged and it was there was mass election fraud going on with, with the votes and the voting machines, but I don't know what else to say. Donald Trump set records running unopposed in a primary, got more primary votes in, I think, almost all 50 states than any Republican running unopposed ever, or ever in actuality. Joe Biden lost half the states he ran in, and they get 81 million freaking votes at four in the morning. You gotta be on drugs to still believe that at this point. But hey, you were banned off social media for even suggesting it in 2020, in t- or 2021 and 2022, not in 2016 when it was Russia collusion. I mean, the world we live in, I wanna just, uh, uh, I'm gonna throw myself on the floor and start just flopping around like a fish <laughs> right now. All right, uh, let's move on to the next topic here. My daughter is, uh, slowly waking up for her from her afternoon slumber um what do we got with gun violence um we, we, did we skip joe rogan uh we skipped dana white sorry okay dana white so dana white was asked a question and he gave a great answer between play. those two and kind of the racial undertones and all those things how do you what were the racial undertones drinking uh, says he's the real african fighter and so you know israel dropped some inwards yeah. in there tonight so what was the racial? Who did? Who dropped the, the racial? Is Israel it? was saying over and over, yeah. He's, he's black. 50 bombs a okay, day. he's black. He... Who gives a shit? I was going to say, so you don't oh. have any concern about the way the build up, the tension between those two? I could care less. This is the fight business. Israel outside, you can say whatever you want to say. Who gives a shit? Why, are, are people bitching about that? Some people. Oh, of course they are. Oh, fucking heck. All right, got it. Yeah. Too fucking bad. All right. Yeah. Less. Awesome. Awesome audio. Like that. Awesome audio. He's black. He can say it. He's not the Oakland A's manager. He's not the Oakland A's play-by-play guy. I will say Trump walking out with Dana White at the UFC fight Saturday night was, to American badass, was completely electric. Just the optics of that compared to Biden shuffling through the sand on a beach in Delaware is incredible. So, all right. Uh, you have a stat here with a gun violence, Joe. Yeah. Um, so in America, this is from Tristan Snell, who is a total loser. In America, a toddler has shot someone with a gun every week for two years straight. Yes, you read that correctly. Um, I don't think that's true at all. I feel like we would hear that a lot more, but it, it, it brought me to the gun violence debate. And then 
as I was looking up stuff on gun violence, long and behold, Mark, we have another active shooter in Las Vegas at Caesar's Palace. Um, a man barricaded himself in a, t- in a hotel room, saying he's armed, and began throwing items. Began throwing items from a broken window. Um, areas of the hotel were evacuated. And SWAT was on scene. I guess he was captured and had a woman hostage. Um, and we'll probably never hear anything at all from that story, Mark. So this will be the last thing you hear about that on this podcast. However, just like um, another shooting in Vegas, this is from Chewy on Twitter. During the Las Vegas shooting, Stephen Paddock supposedly expent 3,000 plus rounds of ammunition over the course of 10 minutes from 27 AR-15s without bump stocks. With bump stocks, I'm sorry. Despite the facts that it would have required him to drop a gun after each 30-round magazine was emptied, even though videos from survivors show that it was a non-stop stream of ammunition with a firing rate much higher than that of a bump stock is capable of producing from multiple locations that appear. Um, more interesting is the fact that the FBI took over the investigation. His house somehow burned down with all of the evidence inside, and photos of the hotel room he shot from only showed 50 spent shells. Years later, we still have no motivation, and there still was strangely no follow-up on the biggest mass shooting in U.S. history. Most confusing is the day after his brother had numerous press interviews where he claimed it made no sense, he was arrested for possessing, arrested for possessing, arrested for possessing several hundred terabytes of child porn on a 20-year-old computer running Windows 95, at least according to the photos taken by the FBI. Terabytes. Mark, is this queuing on to? <laughs> he must have been possessing the entire Internet's catalog of child pornography. He was possessing terabytes of child porn. Oh, my goodness. Is, so is that good? Okay, well, we're going to get into the Las Vegas shooting and hopefully in an entire special episode if we ever have freaking time here. But By the way, uh, the man throwing furniture out the window of Caesar's Palace, uh, I, I've seen that happen before at Penn State one time. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. You won't be needing this anytime soon. And a coffee table was launched out the over the balcony um, onto a parking lot below. But... And that was the calmest boost yes in history um all right let's wrap up here with um a story here in pittsburgh yes so um carson city saloon temporarily closed due to concerns about safety in the south side the popular bar cited violence and careless activity on carson street the bar said it'll remain closed until quote some action is taken by city leaders mark is any action going to be taken by city leaders uh if you read uh, this, I read this story here on the, on the Pittsburgh Tribune review. Um, I think it was yeah, last night I, I read this. And basically the owner of Carson City, let me see if I can, this is the article here. Um, and, you know, uh, we are led by, Pittsburgh is led by, um, you know, progressive, quote unquote, Mayor Ed Ganey, who unseated Bill Peduto. So basically any Democrat has uh basically a, a cakewalk to the mayor's office here in Pittsburgh. Uh, the owner who has owned the Carson city saloon with his brother for 17 years was not surprised by the canned response and lack of response by, from Ed Ganey. They have done nothing to help the situation out. He said nothing. The mayor's office isn't doing anything to solve the problem. Sunday morning, he and his brother Frank made the decision to lay off their 10 staff members. Uh, he said it's been an absolute nightmare. So uh, they're not getting any help from the mayor's office, apparently. I mean, 
in, in, in defense of the mayor, this is a very complex issue, as we know. Uh, this, this seems to be getting worse. I, no one has come up with an answer yet, but to shut down a bar like this, a very popular, reputable bar on the south side, what seems like two guys that own this bar that are, up, you know, good people, is, uh, is a little surprising. So. What if we took all the homeless that are probably causing the trouble and had them build wind turbines on Mount Washington or solar panels? You think that would solve everything? It might. It might. But, yeah, I mean, uh, the issue going on in Pittsburgh's south side neighborhood is, especially on the weekends, is when it really kind of picks up. Uh, it's just it's just like a free-for-all. They said it's like the wild, wild west. And, you know, as people listening, maybe have gone out, you know, down there, you know, eight, ten years ago, if not more, um, wasn't like that all the time down there. Now it just seems to be a legit dangerous place to go on the weekend. Jax was the dangerous place. Once you, once you were past Jax, you were good. You weren't going to get stabbed. Jax was, uh, I think Jax still allows smoking if I'm not mistaken. Good for them. Someone has to. All right. Uh, do you want to wrap up, Joe? I know we have a couple more topics here we, we're going to, we want to touch on. We're going to come back Friday. We know we have Christopher Ray, director of the FBI, testifying on Capitol Hill today. Um, All I'm going to say is the Peru story. Peru has declared a state of emergency after a shocking rise in the case of Guillain-Barre syndrome. This one's rare autoimmune disease attacks the nervous system, leading to muscle weakness and sometimes paralysis and death. Um, I believe they also had about a 95% vax rate in that country, but I could be wrong. Um, and also, Mark, um, Ray Epps is suing Fox News. And all I'm going to say is Discovery should be interesting in that case if Fox News doesn't settle yeah. like pansies before. Um, we have an outro with Jim Caviezel. And other than that, I got nothing, Mark. Whatever you want to say, say. Yeah, let's let's come back uh, Friday. Uh, hopefully we can do Friday uh, afternoon. And uh, we can basically – have more time to recap what Christopher Ray is saying on, on Capitol Hill today. Um, I've seen some uh, some great clips on social media so far today from Jim Jordan, Matt Gates. So we'll see what that is all about. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please continue to share this out. Follow us on TikTok, Joe. I think you missed your calling. I was thinking about this. Can you imagine how famous you would be right now if you started this in 2020 or 2021 on TikTok? You would have, you'd have a massive following. Yeah. Well, there's still time. Follow us on TikTok. Thinking Logically. Is it the Thinking Logically podcast or just Thinking Logically underscore? I don't even know. Just look us up. Come find us. Um, but that's it. That's all we have today. We have an, uh, a clip from Jim Caviezel. Um, it turns out we were all queuing on the entire time and had no idea. They're also racist. They don't go after those. Only the QAnon. Now, if I, by way of analogy, but one if, I were, yeah. if I were the Apostle uh, Saul, and I'm a Pharisee, I'm going to go after the Christians. I'm going to take them down. Now, remove Christians and let's make it QAnon. I'm going to destroy them because the Romans told me they're evil. I'm going to destroy them because my own church staff, my Pharisee, fellow Pharisees said evil. I'm going to take them out. And then, find, and then you find out it, it's not QAnon. It's Q and Anons. And Q puts out a question. And you're not allowed to ask questions anymore. Not allowed to. And the Anons, they look it all up. 
and they start looking and investigating this stuff. I never knew about them while I was doing this movie, Sound of Freedom. It has nothing to do with our film. But it's really interesting that they pointed to this immediately and said, that guy's one of them. He's bad. I'll tell you the rest after that. Right. Jim, we have to have you back soon. I'm sorry we're out of time. Angel.com slash Jim. Jim, thank you for your courage and your willingness to speak out. You are in the middle of the spiritual war. And we're praying for you and keep your spiritual disciplines on the top of your list. Be